Deuteronomy chapter 30. It shall happen when all these things have come on you, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before you, and you shall call them to mind among all the nations where Yahweh your God has driven you, and return to Yahweh your God and obey his voice, according to all that I command you today, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul, that then Yahweh your God will release you from captivity and have compassion on you, and will return and gather you from all the peoples where Yahweh your God has scattered you. If your outcasts are in the utmost parts of the heavens, from there Yahweh your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you back. Yahweh your God will bring you into the land which your fathers possessed, and you will possess it. He will do you good and increase your numbers more than your fathers. Yahweh your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring to love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Yahweh your God will put all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you, who persecuted you. You shall return and obey Yahweh's voice and do all his commandments which I command you today. Yahweh your God will make you prosperous in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your ground for good. For Yahweh will again rejoice over you for good, as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you will obey Yahweh your God's voice to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the law, if you turn to Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul. For this commandment which I command you today is not too hard for you or too distant. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up for us to heaven to bring it to us and proclaim it to us that we may do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us, bring it to us and proclaim it to us that we may do it? But the word is very near to you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. Behold, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and evil. For I command you today to love Yahweh your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his ordinances, that you may live and multiply, and that Yahweh your God may bless you in the land where you go in to possess it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you will surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you pass over the Jordan to go in to possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore choose life that you may live, you and your descendants, to love Yahweh your God, to obey his voice and to cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which Yahweh swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Um, this chapter, it's prophecy. So we've got Moses now talking. His speech is now winding down. We've now come to the last five chapters of the book of Deuteronomy. Some of the things in the next few chapters are not part of his speech. They're different components. So we're now right at the very end. And now Moses is prophesying. And, you know, in the last chapter, he basically said <laughs> that you're, you're going to come into the land. Things are going to go bad. God's going to punish you. People are going to look at 
look at this land and say, why did God do that? But he said, then there's going to come a point where you're going to be in this foreign land and you're going to have humbled hearts and the Lord's going to restore you. And this for me is talking about what happened when the, when the people of God, for me, this isn't talking about Jews. For me, this is talking about all people, Jewish and Gentile, who have a heart of humility, who look to the Lord, and now the Lord is restoring them to the land, except the land is the real land that the Lord always intended, which is not a physical thing. We always think, and a lot of people fall into the trap of trying to interpret the Bible in the very literal sense of it, but we forget that God speaks in literal terms to point us to the greater reality. We think that the things that the Lord says are meta, you know, uh, um, we think that the Lord only uses metaphors to talk about uh, a greater reality, but no, the, the Lord uses literal things to talk about a greater reality. And that's what confuses so many people. We see it in the New Testament really clearly when Jesus is with his disciples and he would say things to them like, I have food that you don't know about. And so he's talking about, he's not using a metaphor. I mean, it's a kind of a metaphor, but he's talking about real things to point to even more real things. Whereas when we, we often use metaphors um, to, to, to point to something real, but Jesus uses real things to point to more real things. And so the whole thing about the land, the promised land, that there being a nation, that there being people who follow God, who follow his commandments, these are all real things that are supposed to point to a greater real thing. And so here we've got Moses now prophesying, talking about a day when in the future the people of God, which is us and others, who have humble hearts and they look to the Lord and it says the Lord will restore them to the land. But now the land is the real land. This is the thing that the Lord's been pointing to all along. And then verse 6, Moses says something which is my favorite verse in the whole book of Deuteronomy. He says, The Lord, Yahweh your God, will circumcise your heart and the heart of your children so that you will love Yahweh, so that you will love the Lord your God. It's my favorite verse. And uh, it's not talking about circumcision in the body. That was a real thing, pointing to an even greater real thing as well. Circumcision in the body wasn't a metaphor. It was an actual thing that they had to do. But it's pointing to a greater reality, the circumcising of our hearts. And this is my favorite verse, that the Lord, when we come to him and we seek him, you know, I'm not Jewish, and there are lots of people who are not Jewish, but we've come to the Lord and he's touched our hearts and we've been changed and now we've learned to love him, and but we're still learning to love him. It's all a wonderful, wonderful promise. And uh, in the New Testament, you know, in um, Luke 18, there's a story that Jesus told of two people that went to pray. One was a Pharisee, one was a tax collector. The Pharisee was actually Jewish, but the Pharisee prayed and said, thank God that I'm not like other people, you know, I fast twice a week and I give it 10% of my money to the to the poor and he went on uh, his prayer was basically about how great he was but the other guy was a tax collector and may not even have been Jewish he could have been a Samaritan he could have been descended from Jews we don't know but he just said Lord have mercy on me a sinner well that man the second one he's the one that ended up with a circumcised heart he had love for God in the beginning because he was so he was so bothered by his own sin. And that's the state that we need to come before the Lord. So Moses is outlining, a, a, he's prophesying a future time when people would have a, a change of heart and they would come to the Lord. 
Well, he's prophesying about gospel times. Now, people read this, these chapters and they read them all so literally that all they see is the one reality. They don't see the ultimate reality of what God was trying to achieve. But the ultimate reality was the gospel times that we're in now. That people need to have a change of heart. They need to come to the Lord. The Lord will circumcise their heart that they will learn to love him. And it's wonderful. And that's what we have. And the, the chapter finishes. Oh, and the other thing is in Romans chapter 10, Paul, you know, was talking about these things. And he says that it's, it's with our heart we believe and with our mouth we confess that Christ is Lord and we are saved. But did you hear that? He says, with your heart you believe. It's not with your brain. It's with your heart. In other words, in, within you, your desires turn towards the Lord and you want him. Now, you can't want him without trusting him, with, with him, without believing in him, without knowing he's real. So when your heart turns towards the Lord, you're saved. And that's, this is what Moses was talking about right here. But people interpret it so in such a wooden fashion, they don't see the real reality of it. And the chapter closes with Moses saying, you know, it's not hard. You don't have to go up to the heavens to get this. You don't have to go to the far side of the sea to get it. But the word of God is right here with you. And he says, you have a choice, life or death, choose life. Now, if you were going to follow the law, literally keep every commandment. Now, that actually is hard. But if you look at what the Lord was actually saying, gospel truth, it's not hard. You need to give your heart to it and the Lord himself will, will help you. So the choice is a simple choice between life and death. But if you, were, if you were taking it as I've got to keep the whole law to have life, now that's not a simple choice. That's a hard choice to make and a difficult one. And it's no wonder the Jewish people have struggled because they haven't seen the real thing that was being offered to them, the gospel. Heavenly Father, let our eyes be opened. Let the truth of the gospel embed into each and every heart. And Lord, I do pray for Jewish people in the world today that they would see their Messiah. But I also pray for all people You'd open up all of our hearts to see the, see the Lord, to see the Christ, to see the Messiah. Father, let gospel truth rest in each and every one of us. And today, if there's anyone that has not chosen life, Lord, let them see. Let the eyes of their heart be opened. Let them believe in their heart. Let them choose life today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 